Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Jamie and Marcus here. Welcome to Wine Time Live, episode number 30. Number 30. Number wow. 30. It's awesome. not plan A, it's plan, plan B. Plan B. Plan B. <laughs> Second choice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This, this wine has a great story. So oh. um, we are going to be talking about an awesome vineyard in, um, in Baja, California, in Valle de Guadalupe. Valle de Guadalupe. And um, this, this wine is called Plan B, Plan B. Um, from Bruma, um, one, of, one of our favorite wineries. Can we before we yeah, talk? Let's, let's, yeah, let's well, backtrack. Can right? we talk about our sponsors? Absolutely. And I'm going to like open our, a bottle of wine. Like our own restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All this is possible because we own Aromatime Bistro in Ellenville, New York, located 90 miles north of New York City in the beautiful Catskills and Hudson Valley along the Schwangunk Mountain Range. Certified green. We are the first, we were the first certified green restaurant in upstate New York from the Green Restaurant Association. And if you're ever up this way, please stop in, say hello to us, grab a bite, grab a glass of wine, a bottle, grab an experience. And who's we're located at 165 Canal Street in Ellenville. You said Ellenville, but you can say yep, 165 yep. Canal. Um, and um, our second sponsor is VIP Winery Vacations. Um, we are a travel business. We travel um, across the world at this point, right? Yes. From one part to the other, <laughs> uh, Italy, Mexico, Finger Lakes, Long Island, Spain. Spain. Um, and uh, we'd love for you to travel with us and experience um, amazing wineries and amazing people and relationships. Amazing people. Amazing, amazing people. people. So part of this story today, right? Well, our show's well, never about the wine. It's never about the wine, but it's, it's about, about the, the story. story. It's about the lifetime memories that we have made at wineries. The other day before we left for Mexico. Are we finished talking about the sponsor first? VIP Winery Vacations. Vacations.com. Check us out. Come travel with us. Lifetime memories are not optional. No. Um, <laughs> I love that saying. They're not optional. Like, yeah. You should, everybody should have lifetime memories in whatever they love to do, you right. know? And, um, and I think travel, you know, is our passion. And I think most people love to travel. You love to travel. Um, and, you know, traveling and, and what is it? memories lifetime are, memories lifetime are memories are not, not optional. optional so we love traveling we love meeting people we and really do love we them. love meeting people we, we love, love people we love people we love the relationships we form and all that kind of stuff it's fantastic we've been building relationships for over 18 years um not only um with our guests at aroma time but also while traveling our guests that travel with us the wineries we go to the, the breweries the distilleries the producers the farms the everything um we just love building that relationship with them can and i tell a quick story before we jump into the wine oh i guess so. <laughs> okay <laughs> you so, love to talk so, so good. <laughs> when this whole thing as a, as a young chef i was told by my mentors that it takes up to 10 years for a chef to develop his own style of food and his own, right. His, his own whereabouts of, you know, so when you're like a 21 year old chef and you think you're opening a restaurant, you haven't really had time to really understand what your true style is. You might like certain things. You haven't experienced enough. So 10 years, they say, you know, is, is what it takes to really develop who you are as a chef. And I got to tell you, 10 years into my career, I discovered that it's great to make people happy at the table. It's great to serve five-star food. It's great to make guests happy, but it's even better to make the producers happy and form relationships and make the whole thing go around. And that's when I felt complete as a chef was when I could sit down with the farmer, the rancher, 
the producers, the salespeople, people who own the company sit down and and they I could call them my friends. That's part of your mission as well. That's part of our mission. It is. It's a part of Aroma Times mission. It's part of VIP Winery Vacations mission. It's, it's part of our lifestyle. It's what I drives mean, it's us. It's really a lifestyle um, to build those memories and to and to build relationships. Relationships. So, relationships. So everything we do pretty much builds on a relationship. Relationship. So. All right. So now. I tasted the wine already. I'm did sorry. Did you? I That's okay. To. Yeah. All right. Plan B. Who makes it? Where's it at? <laughs> so plan B um, is from Bruma in Valle de Guadalupe. Um, sorry if you want to hold that up closer, see if you can see it. B-R-U-M-A. Um, this wine is called Plan B. Um, it is Grenache, Mouvedra, Merlot, Malbec, and Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, I love the name. And, you know, it's funny because I, I took my first sip, right? But I don't know. When you're sitting at the winery drinking it, it's delicious. It's wonderful. And I love what Bruma's doing. But when you're sitting at the winery with the winemaker and um, talking about the vineyards and the wine experience and what it actually means, the, the, the name of the wine, and it's just a totally different experience. But this wine is absolutely delicious. This wine is it's dynamite. dynamite. It dynamite. really dynamite. is. What a different experience you get when you're sitting at a table drinking wine and they're opening more and more wine. More and, more and, and <laughs> All right, so let's start from the beginning. Yeah. We've been to Bruma before. Twice now. Twice in the last two months mm -hmm. in Valle de Guadalupe. It's the northern part of the valley on the way to Tecate. Yes. So if you kept going on the road north of the valley in, um, in Valle de Guadalupe, you will end up in, okay. in Tecate. The so, there's a tree on the back here. Oh, there's a tree right there. Tree. So talk about when you walk up to Bruma and, and your experience as you are walking up. So to you this... pull into the gate, the security lets you in. It's tight security in all the vineyards, all the places down there. They just check everybody and they want to make sure, you know, if you're going on property, in any location, restaurants too, that you know, you're have a reservation. That's part of their their whole protocols. Reservation, what's your name? Let well, me check and you to off. make sure that everybody's safe. Well, that, of course. It's you just know, that it's right. part it's of their protocol. Part of their protocol. And so you drive down through this vineyard, this long vineyard, mm -hmm. and you can see the the, um, the houses, the houses, houses up there that they rent out. You can see the winery um, on the hill there. Mm -hmm. uh, you really can't see the wine yourself because it's buried in the ground. Yeah. But you see the hill where the winery is. So you pull up, you're like, okay, park here, walk up this hill. Oh yeah, straight up the hill. <laughs> so you walk up, and it's not that far of a hill, but it's but no, it is, but it is up. up. You have to walk literally like three stories up. And once you get up to the top, you realize why you're walking up because then you're walking down into to get back into the winery. Into the winery. So at the top of on top of the winery, right? On top of the winery, winery. This is is this the picture I just took? Yeah. So on top of the winery is this beautiful, beautiful. What is it? Three hundred year old oak, oak tree. tree. Um, that they, I believe, they transplanted it, or was it there? It was and a, it was a dead it was a it. dead dying oak tree on the property. Okay. And they, of course, preserved it and made it the focal point of the winery. So as you walk up the hill, you see the water and this oak tree branches coming out. The water is actually the top of the tasting room. Yes. So now you're, the, you know, you're above the tasting room. 
So now guess what? You have to walk back down to get into the winery. So you walk around and down in. And it's a circular winery. And when you walk back down and you can see the glass all around the inside of the circle, it's actually an octagon. Circular. It's actually an octagon because it represents the eight partners that's right so it's an octagon shape but it kind of looks round so yeah but it's, an octagon it's round shape. but it's octagon you're right it's octagon and it represents the eight partners and when you look inside the winery you see the tr- the, the the trunk of the tree. tree and then you see the top which is open with water right and then you see around the inside of the winery eight branches which also represent, represent the eight partners, partners eight friends eight friends from, from mexico, mexico city, city who came and started this winery oh. or invested in the winery. Invested in, invest in the winery. And the, the top insulates the, um, the winery. Water, yeah. The, and the water is however water. deep. Yeah. And it acts as an insulation. And as you walk around coming down the spiral ramp, you can feel the degrees dropping as you're walking down into the cellar level. And everything in there is recycled for the most part, I believe. Um, they have taken old recycled metal and they built staircases and they built um, they built tables. I mean, even the table we sat at was so cool. So, so cool. So cool that we sat at with um, with the winemaker, with Lulu, with Lulu. Um, which was amazing. Before we talk about that. One you of the don't most... like when I jump ahead. You like to tell uh, because you're like, ta- you're, ta- so you're, ta- you're talking about all the reclaimed right, stuff right. they're using. Yeah, the One of the most fascinating things I saw in there, their beams were made out of railroad. Railroad track. Oh, railroad railroad track. tracks, yeah. Their ra- railroad tracks were their beams inside. Yeah, and, so cool. and inside this octagonal shape, you have this other octagonal that is inside where the aging room is and it's all these, beams. I was like, that's like, they literally, they literally use, oh, I think mostly reclaimed stuff. I believe that's what he said, that they, yeah. they've used mostly reclaimed stuff. So we walked in, we were greeted by Solaire, yes. who was our taste, our, the guy who take, gave us the tasting before. Mm-hmm. Um, we had met Prima, uh, we had met uh, Lulu before uh, at our previous visit. It was a visit. quick meeting. It was a quick meeting because the partners she were there. Was there. She was there entertaining the partners and tasting them on probably on some new wines that they were, um, you know, aging and tasting right. and that kind of stuff. But she so came, introduced herself the time head. before and yep. sat with us for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. And this, that. so when we came back, it was like, hello again. And we started our tasting without her mm-hmm. because she was in a meeting with the exporter with Tom Bracamonte. So she's in a meeting with the exporter and we get through maybe two wines and then in comes Tom and Lulu. <laughs> and boy, <laughs> is she, number one, she's full of energy. Number two, she is so, so knowledgeable. It's incredible. And she has such a passion for the region, for the area. She is from that area. Um, yes. She went to work in France, correct? Went to work in France. Can we talk about the plan A, plan B? Not Before, yet. Not yet? Okay, no, not yet. Let's okay. talk about Lulu okay, 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 okay. experience. So she's from she's Ensenada. Done. She's a native. She's a native. And her she, father owned a vineyard. Still, I believe they Yeah, so he grew grapes. So he yeah. didn't make wine, but he grew grapes, yeah. I believe. And she came back to the region after working in France for nine years to bring back to the area because she saw huge potential in Valle de, de Guadalupe. Yeah. And I don't know how many wineries she actually makes wine or consults with, but it is quite a number. Um, she, she does, she definitely does for Palafox. Yes. Jaime Palafox. Mm-hmm. Jaime went to Bordeaux and asked around, he goes, I'm looking for a winemaker. And he knew her and her family mm-hmm. uh, prior to her leaving 
So he's asking around Bordeaux for a winemaker. And they said, well, there's this hotshot Mexican girl that's here yeah. that, um, and he's like, I can't, I came all the way to, to yeah. Bordeaux, France to hire a winemaker yeah. when I already know who she is yeah. and know the family. So he thought it was very odd. We met with Jaime too while we were down there. So There's so many interweaving parts of this, of this. area. Yep. And of course of Lulu, who is amazing. So, so she came back, mm -hmm. went with Henri Lurton yeah. at the beginning with the two brothers mm -hmm. because she was working for Cantillac in Margot, which is a very famous estate, Chateau. And she started that project. Bruma opened. They started making wine, I think in 2015, 16, 17. I'm not sure. The whole property is about eight years old or something. Then they started making wine. And so I'm not sure when their first vintage came out, but it's definitely within the last eight years. Mm -hmm. She's been there, I think, four years making wine. And she was not the first winemaker. No. They had hired a winemaker. We don't know who it is. They had hired a winemaker and it didn't work out for whatever reason. Don't know. Didn't hear anything good or bad, but it didn't work out. So plan B was, there's two plan Bs here because she went to France to study international law right as a law student not to be a winemaker wine but she fell but in she, love she wanted to learn the process I believe right which is why she went to France France so she I don't know if she stopped dropped out did what never went to law school so but her she plan went, a was to be a lawyer, lawyer. but her plan B, B is now making wine making and doing wine. what she's doing in Valle de Guadalupe and Bruma yeah had a previous winemaker that didn't work out so she, she was, was plan, plan B. B. So she's been plan B twice. She's on plan B twice now. Um, she's been married twice. So that would be plan C if she got married again, but, right? But so, you know, when you think of the name plan B, you definitely don't think of your plan A in life and your plan and B. B in life. But it's interesting how that was the format around this wine, yeah, the name fun. of this wine. Yeah. And I, I find that interesting because our joke, I think the whole rest of the trip, um, was what was your plan A and what's your plan B? And so Marcus kept saying, I hope I'm not plan A and you have a plan B. Right, right. Like the, we were joking. The joke, the joke is that we've been together so long. Yeah, we're still on plan A. We're, yeah. We're still on plan A. It's I like, don't know. I hope we're on a lot of plans. I hope there's not plan B coming I and mean, we're yeah, still on plan A, right? Yeah. So that was a joke for the trip. But Jim asked her a very important question. What do you like about wine? Yeah. Remember that question? I do. Remember what she said? It's the relationships. It's the it's the how you grow the wine. It's how you your experiences and your your everything. She went on. She rambled on along. She, she rambled on along, and she felt like, and we were like almost teary eyed we with were, this answer. Yeah, yeah. She goes, "My father told me." Oh yeah, I like this. My story. father told me. We've that, been drinking a lot of wine at that point. <laughs> my father told me that to marry somebody who likes wine. Yeah, that's right. Marry somebody marry, who loves marry, wine. Marry yeah, somebody yeah, who yeah. loves wine. Yeah. Because wine, people who drink wine, who, who appreciate wine, appreciate good food, appreciate culture, appreciate art, people appreciate life. life. And there's something about a wine lover, a wine drinker that, that rounds them out as a perfect mate. So he goes, people that truly love to live, you know, you're from the wine culture, Find somebody from your own culture. Find people that love to live, that love wine, that love culture, that love that. And what a great answer to that question, right? And I, I, I love that she used her father as an example. I love how she just knew the answer right away. Right. right? She, she I mean, just knew the answer went, right away. Yeah, she just went with she it. She was my father once told me. Yeah. And then she went on and on. We we're like, oh my gosh, wow. Like, wow. 
like this is what you love about wine and of course we told the story about we're getting ready to leave from mexico two days before and we're standing there looking at our wine rack yeah and we're looking at all these bottles of wine and i said to you i said look that bottle there that bottle there that every one of these bottles has a story representation represent a story a memory of just like this situation here of all eight of us sitting around six of us sitting around breaking bread and sharing a story i said that is what makes this whole thing complete is the lifetime memories that we just created in this room right mm -hmm. here and i'm going back and editing the, the videos we have tons of videos 64 gig of videos i, I filmed in Mexico, and I didn't even have the drone because the drone wasn't working, but we had, I filmed a lot. And going back and listening to that time that we had there, not only at Bruma, but at all the wineries, I'm only on day two right now. Everything is like, these are lifetime memories. The people, the friends we're meeting, um, the friends we're seeing again, everything is lifetime memories here. And it's just amazing. And that's what she was getting at. Like, there's a culture around wine lovers that, you know, are different than other people that when you get together, things happen. And the friendship of wine lovers is above and beyond. The I friendship of a beer lover versus a whiskey lover, like mixing a beer lover and a whiskey lover, mixing a wine lover and a beer lover. There's just something different about the whole culture and the whole allure and, and the reality. And we were all sitting there like, yeah, we've just all just made great friends. We're with the great friends. We're making new friends. And we're enjoying this moment together and it's just great how and that's can... what our whole trip was about um you know this trip especially this trip was you know we've never really brought besides guests of the restaurant that we've made through the restaurant um our friends jim and shannon um our friends we made because of the restaurant but not through the restaurant and we've been to their restaurant They've been to our restaurant, mm -hmm. but we've never experienced anything like this with them. And it was a great relationship builder for us with them, right. but also they are experiencing a different relationship on their traveling and where they are. And, you know, Jim, Jim made a comment like, boy, I really didn't know much about wine. And now I feel like I know a lot more about wine just from drinking it in that I can, region. I can and enjoy the, it better. And I can enjoy it more. And like I said, this wine is great, right? Plan B is great, but it's better sitting there in the winery experiencing it because of that relationship that you're building, right? right. Does that make sense? There's nothing There's like- There's nothing like sitting in a winery with an owner, owner a winemaker, wine talking about their wine, breaking bread, drinking about with their them. Passion. Their passion. Exactly. Their passion. So Lulu is very outspoken. Very. And some people in the Valley don't quite like her because she's outspoken. She's not really the new kid on the block because she's from there and she's her family's from the, the grape industry to begin with. But she brought back these styles from France that or has her own opinions now based upon what she did in France one reason what she's doing there. And she is breaking some of the rules that she couldn't do in France, right? Well, so like the, like the, like she does not like used barrels. She's very adamant, yeah. no used barrels. I use wine, the barrels once, twice, three times the most. And I don't understand why winemakers are using for a fourth, fifth and sixth time. I would rather take the staves of wood, the staves and, and soak new right. charred oak into, into stainless steel. steel yeah. And if you mention that to a Frenchman, he's like, oh, like oh, you no. can't do that. You need the barrel, you need the barrel, you need right, the barrique, right. you know? And but, she's like, no. But Valle, 
doesn't have rules when it comes to wine making. The traditions the traditions are not set in stone like you have in Italy Italy and all of these Spain, France, these cultures that have been making wine for so long. Right. Even though Mexico's been making wine a really long time, you don't have those rules like you have in in those countries. In in old world countries. Old world. Old world countries. Because when you're in Barolo making wine in Piemonte, you can't can't differ. You can't all of a sudden say, I'm going to use oak oak planks and start putting, they're like, no, 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 because you'll be declassified and you can't call your wine what it's what what it right, should be right, called right. and you're not going to be able to sell it for what it should be sold for unless you're a great marketer and can and can perceive a better value you're going to be downgraded declassified and a lot of winemakers are afraid to be declassified there are no classifications in mexico and it makes a, it so fun it makes the winemakers it makes them expressive think and expressive expressive on how they grow their grapes how they put love into their grapes, how they age put the wine into the bottle. How they, and the biggest thing is how they mix the varietals yeah. together. What it's, varietals are in here again? So Grenache, Grenache, okay. Mubedra, Merlot, Malbec, and Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay, so that, that, that's a blend that could happen in the old world, realistically. But when you start mixing Tempranillo and Nebbiolo and right, Merlot, right, 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 you're right. like, where did that come from? Or we had Chardonnay. Well, um, Chenin Blanc and Sauvignon Blanc, didn't we, or something? Yes. Yeah. I mean, these these styles, you just don't have them. That You don't have them yeah. ever, really. Right, so, right, in old world wines. But, you can do it in California because we don't have those cl- kind of classifications. But in Mexico, they're just like, you know what? So Let's experiment. And the grapes are different. different. The grapes so are different. different because They if don't you, taste the same because the terroir is not the same. You grow Movedra in Mexico versus versus France. It's it's different. It's like same Nebbiolo, grape. right? Nebbiolo. I don't like Nebbiolo from Italy. Like, I don't like Barolo. I don't like Brunello, right? Brunello? Brunello. 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 I don't like that, but they are, it's just, it's so The Barolos, the, the Nebbiolo there is different so totally than the different. Nebbiolo in so, Italy. Yeah. And they actually call it Mexican Nebbiolo. Yeah. It's much riper. It's a bit deeper. It's... Richard. So so it's different. It's warm, it's warm weather in Nebbiolo. Yeah. So close to cold, right? Up yeah. In up in Italy, up, up yeah. in the northern northern yeah. area. So the, I mean, Bruma Bruma is the most one of the most iconic wineries or wineries there. Even though it's eight years old, we had just on our previous trip, we just missed Mel Gibson by a day or so. He was just there. The famous Mexican boxer was just there. It attracts the celebrities. The allure of it. Well, what? it's just very unique and different. I mean, it's amazingly unique and different. And the 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 restaurant they have there is well this is what i was getting into yeah, next yeah yeah the restaurant the restaurant just... most wineries have great restaurants they, sure do. they have really great restaurants but when you have the number one rated restaurant in all of mexico in your winery it elevates you a bit more we had the tasting menu they said it was six courses which it was six courses but some of the courses were four different plates yeah and then one course would be like three different plates bites, yeah there were little bites but it was one course we had clam, a clam dish, we had an oyster dish, we had an octopus dish, and then we had whatever tuna. else dish, tuna. So there was four dishes within one course. And after the first one, you looked at the waiter and said, how many is, more courses do we have? I said, is this four courses? This four courses is like, you have six courses, you have five more rounds coming right, out. Right, yeah. One of the rounds was, was, was sorbet, which is fine. And then with the dessert, we had four different desserts and two different, two different desserts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, the last, the last savory dish we had like three different we had lamb burritos they have tacos it was it was amazing all these different things and and they paired it up with with beverages which we yeah we um, had a beer we had two wines or three wines three wines and a cocktail yeah espresso martini espresso martini 
and and it was outside you know most of the restaurants in mexico are outside they're open air they're open and walls. and interestingly enough you know they don't open if it's raining out and it rains very rarely mm -hmm. there and while we were there we had a drizzle one day and we had rain another day mm -hmm. and some of the wineries if they were in some of them were inside or they have a tasting room inside and their restaurants were closed for the day right the one winery we went to she goes oh you could have gone to our restaurant today and the daughter the owner's daughter was like it's raining out. I don't know if our restaurant's open today because yeah. the rain. They didn't know. Yeah. And they didn't, didn't open because yeah. of the rain, but they normally have a restaurant there. And that restaurant, she was like, Marcus, when your guests come here in April, we're going to have an oyster reception of all kinds of seafood. We'll have oysters. Yeah. Yeah. We'll pop open our bubbly champagne. Oh, which was so good. <sighs> yes. That was really that, that was That was a Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and Shut Blanc. Shut Blanc. Blanc. Yeah, yeah. That was a wine so bottle condition. We can't get that wine in New York yet. Yet we can't get it. We might try to their, their, their Chardonnay <laughs> that they only made 300 cases of. Yeah. That Chardonnay was brilliant. But that's yeah. in a whole other different winery. Yeah. That's all a different experience. But, you know, again, it goes back to relationship building, continuously building them. And, um, you know, this is this is a tough job that we that we do. We have to go and we have to taste wine. We have to taste wine. Meet make, people meet and people. We'll eat dinner. And, oh my gosh, you know. But we'd love for people to join us. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the bottom line. That's why we do it. We do it because we love the experience and we want to bring those experiences to other people. And mm. I feel, I feel 100% um, proud and, and blessed that we are able to bring these experiences to to anybody who wants to travel anybody, with right. us. You exactly. Know? I, I really feel blessed because it's amazing. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing. And, you know, again, those memories are priceless. I spoke to one of the Mexican importers today, wine importers. There's only really, there's only a handful in the U.S. that import Mexican wines and our one local one here. He's like, Marcus, what you guys are doing, because I explained the whole trip to him. Like, he goes, what you guys are doing is so amazing. He goes, I actually want to accompany oh, you yeah. on your trip. When you're there in April, I want to meet you there. So, you know, we can go to the wineries that I represent and because I want, I want, I want to experience what, what you guys are doing. It's a totally different experience. I, I think you can surely go to wineries, right? You can That's easy. That's definitely easy part. go to wineries and sit down, get your four or five tastes, find out what's in the wine, but never have that experience or that, that love. Right. I mean, the love that goes into this bottle, any bottle of wine, you don't even really know. But the love it. needs to happen on the other end too. Of course. The one place we went to that we were staying overnight, um, they had a big tour there. They had 70 people there from National Geographic. And we know the winery. We've been there. We love the wine owner, the winery owner. We love her to death. I mean, it's great. We connected with her great last time. But they were busy when we got there and we checked into our room there and she knew we were coming, but she's busy running around. And so we're fine on our own, but we get a tasting. So the person who checks us in doesn't really know who we are. They know we're friends of the owner and this and that. But I she don't goes, think they really knew that. She goes, in the she winery. goes in the winery, no. no. But the person who checked us in, yes. yes. Yeah. So they, they send us to the, the, the winery's closed because they have 70 people in there and it's raining outside, a little drizzling. So they sent us to the wine shop to do our tasting, which really isn't a tasting room. We get there and all of a sudden people start pouring in from National Geographic from the tour. And all of a sudden we're like, we're here to do our tasting. And they're like, can you go outside? And we're like, it's cold outside. It's like 55 degrees, we don't sit outside. No. And so they clear off one of the counter, the tables where they have merchandise on. And they're trying to come over and speak to us. 
while everything's happening. There's and, way too many people around. And we love the wine. And Jim and Shannon, who we're with, were like, I could tell he's like, I don't like this wine. He's like, I don't like the wine. I could tell you didn't like the wine. And I didn't like the experience no. at all. I almost told her, I said, you know what? We're just going to taste later. Forget about it. And she brought over all the wine and, and they brought over a little cheese and cracker plate, right? They brought over cheese and cheese and bread, mm-hmm. right? And people that are on the tour are looking at it and they're like, is that a communal plate? No, no, they started grabbing from it. Oh, they started grabbing. They started grabbing. Just grabbing from our plate. So we're like, okay, there's people we don't know grabbing off of our plate. And we're like- It just wasn't, it wasn't the experience that we were hoping for because we- love this winery and we love their wines and so it wasn't the experience and it was only i think uh, it was our second day and it was only like our sec- third winery that we went to or fourth so winery. yeah this is like five o'clock now we oh get- no we had gone to a few wineries previously that day right and the experiences were like, like right amazing amazingly mind-blowing mind yeah. yeah so now now we go back into the little courtyard and in the courtyard we see the owner she comes and hugs us and this and that and she goes we're having dinner together tonight and we were like oh great she was that she brings That's us our in, table she brings us inside the big living room there and she goes that table's set up for us um we're gonna light a fire 6 30 and her assistant comes out and she goes let's do six o'clock and we're like six o'clock is perfect we're mm-hmm. kind of hungry so then we sat down with her and they're her, pouring us wine they're pouring already. us wine yeah. and she's telling stories and my friend our friends jim and shannon were like is this the same wine right. that we had an hour ago? And in the it, was, room? it was. I'm like, it's the yeah. same wine. He's like, totally different, totally different experience in our flavor perception based upon the environment that we were in. 100%. So the winemaker can put all the love into the bottle that they that they can, that, they, that they're willing to do in the passion. But if you're not in the right frame of mind, the wrong environment, the love has to circle around. Sure it has to, the appreciation has to come back to, okay, I'm, we're in a great place right now, our environment, you and me, and it's not something that we're chugging out of a glass, trying to, out of a paper cup, trying to run to catch, you know, a taxi or a train or, or whatever, or in an airport, chugging something down to catch our plane, right? You have to enjoy the moment and understand what has gone into this. And well, it doesn't just, it's not just what's in here. It's, it's what's all around. All here. around. You know, it's what's in the vineyard, how the vines are planted, seeing the vines, seeing the the roots, seeing the water, seeing the the people. It's everything. It it is from the bottom up. I mean, it really. So when is- I when I run in the morning on the vineyards, I say hello to everybody out there because yeah, all you have you, you have all I get up the on the workers. I get I all the workers are out there. I get up early and I'm out there for sunrise. When we're in Mexico, I've not missed one sunrise for the two weeks we've been there, the two times. One. Did I miss one? Yeah, on the beach, but it's okay. It wasn't in oh, the, on the beach, the beach. That's right. But in the vineyards, <laughs> no, I'm I've caught every sunrise <laughs> yeah. out running and in sunrise, they're already out there working. Oh yeah. So it's like, oh, buenos dias. Buenos dia. And everybody's so friendly, so friendly. Like I'm in the middle of the vineyard running where people normally don't walk. Hola, hola, buenos dias, buenos dias. And they're out there with the dogs buenos and everything. Dia. Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Dia. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, you're around a bunch of great people. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's amazing. I mean, the people are just absolutely amazing. When, so Italy's fantastic. Italy's amazing. Spain was okay. Italy's amazing. New York? Eh. <laughs> there's some. There's we have, we know we know a lot of yes, great wine, yeah. winery owners in New York. We yeah. know a lot of great ones. But when you go to Mexico, 
the hospitality in Mexico is you're automatically an amigo. You're automatically their friend. And part of the reason I believe this is, is because they're appreciative people are going there instead of Napa Valley, instead of Santa Barbara, instead of Yakima, instead of France, instead of Italy. People are going to an unknown wine region that's producing amazing wine that could use all the help they need to, to be able to, you know, support support their love and passion and they're appreciative that you chose them. So I'd like to bring it around to us and aroma time because people always say to us, we feel like we're in your living room. We feel like you're, we're in your house. And I think that's part of why we love those relationship building things so much because we love to do it here at the restaurant that we, and we love to experience it when we're out that we automatically just bring it back here with us. And we've been doing that for years, just, we want to build a relationship with you. If you walk in and you don't know anything about wine, ask us, we'll tell you. I'll tell you. If you don't know anything about behind the bar, ask us, we'll tell you. I'll tell you. Tequila, whatever it is, vodka, whatever it is, you know, we'll tell you about it. And again, it's about relationships. And we love to build relationships with our guests. We love to build relationships with, with anybody, really. The producers, everybody, producers, our salespeople, everybody. So. everybody. When salespeople walk into the door, I want, I want to consider them my friend. Yeah. If I, if I can't consider a salesperson, my friend, I don't want to, I don't want to do business no. with you. I don't, it's not, I don't want to do business. I'll find another distributor or I'll ask that distributor, please send me another salesperson because I need a sale. I need a friend. I need a friend. I don't need a salesperson. I don't need, we're going to buy from you if we like you. Right. If we don't like you, we're not going to buy from you. We're not buy from you. you know, so, we don't want to, we don't feel like we're be. we want, we don't want to be sold. We want to buy good things and we right. want that relationship. We love to buy, but we don't want to be sold. Right. Exactly. So, all right, folks, that's enough. We're going to finish this, finish our- <laughs> Delicious plan B. Plan B. We were going to save this half of for tomorrow night. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Um, so thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Episode number 30. Um, it's not plan A, it's plan B. <laughs> and um, they have other wines that are not named plan B. Uh, the state of Wisconsin or Michigan or whatever, the importer said that the one distributor will not bring in it because it's named Plan B. He goes, I just can't bring it in because it's named Plan B. Um, but so if they knew the story. They knew the it, story. But they, they write. They, I, they, under, I mean, I understand. She has a, a bunch of um, a bunch of wines with lots of cool names. Lots of cool names. And so, um, you know, those will probably in the future be on our list and, and we'll bring some of them I already, in. I already ordered the Casa Yippie. Oh, you did? Casa Yippie is on its way. Oh. Casa Yippie, which is their which is their fun line of wines, yeah, yeah. Um, a little, a couple dollars less a bottle. Well, we'll have Casa to talk about that because that has another story behind. That it. is a whole nother so story. So we'll once we get the um, the Casa Yippie, Casa Yippie in, um, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll open a bottle. I don't know if you got white or the rosé. I got the white and the red. Oh, and I got Andre. You get the rosé. They didn't have the rosé in oh. New York. These oh. wines, rose folks. These favorite. wines when they come into New York, like we bought this wine when it arrived in New York. Two weeks later, we go, I look at the inventory from the distributor it's and it's gone already. God. It's gone. The distributor literally messages me such little of this wine comes into New York. Yeah, they one, messaged two, me and three, said three. like one pallet will have 20 different wines on it. And there's like four cases of each. Mm -hmm. So when they come in, it's like, we have to snag Jump them up on. right away. Yeah. And when they say Casa Yippie's in white and red and no rosé, you buy the white and red. Yeah. I actually bought Henri Lerton's orange wine. I bought a few bottles. So I wanted to have something totally different and obscure. Okay. So there's three bottles of Henri Lerton. Um, not my favorite. The orange wine, not my, not favorite, my favorite either, but we do every now and then get a request for an orange bottle of wine. 
So it's on the more natural side. We'll talk about that in a different episode. Sounds good. So, but there, I have three bottles coming in. We'll see what happens. I figured we'll at least open one for a wine dinner. Well, so people can experience yeah. orange wine. Yeah. And that's the best way um, through our wine dinners is the way people experience this stuff. Because you would never go into a restaurant and say, I want a bottle of, you might say a bottle of orange wine, but you would never say I want a bottle of orange Mexican wine. I think wine. people order natural wine. And, and they think it's orange, but that, that's a, again, another story, but yeah. you know, we do these amazing wine dinners and um, you know, we, we include these amazing wines. So yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Visit us VIP winerybacations.com. Follow us on Instagram. Come visit us at Aroma Time in Ellenville, New York, 165 Canal Street, Aroma Time, T-H-Y-M-E Bistro.com. Follow us on Instagram there, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. And folks, Lifetime memories are not optional. Cheers.